Yeah, good morning, everyone. It's, um, I am excited to get into this today. We will be in Psalm 115, as Ryan shared. So if you want to follow along, you can go ahead and open up there. Um, my name is Alex Kretschmer. I'm a ministry intern here at Mosaic. And uh, this week, we're continuing our series in the Psalms. And uh, this, this psalm that we're reading here today is going to focus a lot on worship. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But real quick, let me, let me open us up in prayer. Uh, God, thank you for this morning. Uh, thank you for um, just all the ways that you um, bless us. And, and may we focus on that and, and let it lead to um, our worship of you, Lord. May we all be um, encouraged and excited to, to make your name great today. Amen. Um, so I said this, this psalm focuses a lot on worship, and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what that worship can look like, because it can look a lot of different ways. Um, but ultimately, what we'll see is that we are shaped by what we worship, and we're made to worship God. Okay, we're, we're, we're shaped by what we worship, and we're made to worship God. So, so what is this worship that we're talking about? Um, well, like I said, it can look a lot of different ways, and and, and one thing that I think of is, um, I, I don't think this is, this is a, a serious idol. We can get into that later, the, the, the psalm does. Um, but I'm a pretty big fan of the NBA. Um, I, I watch a lot of it. I, I found myself throughout this season, part of my morning routine became looking through and checking the scores uh, for all the games and, and looking at stats of players that I was interested in. Anyone that went to play uh, basketball for Michigan. Um, and... and when I was in high school, I changed my shot to be like Steph Curry's shot because I thought it would make me better. It didn't work, but, but that was my hope. Um, and, and so um, it, it's this thing that I'm like, I'm dedicating time to. I'm watching games. The finals are happening right now. It looks like they might be ending soon, unfortunately. But um, I'm spending a lot of time on it, and I'm, I'm giving praise to it in some sense, right? Because I'm talking about it. Um, I'm talking about it with other people. I'm telling them about it, and, and I'm, I'm making these things known. And ultimately, that's, that's kind of what our worship is about. And, and like I said, this isn't, this isn't uh, necessarily the like, biggest thing in my life, but, but it's a small example of what our worship can look like. Um, and even in the small thing, I was shaped by it, right? It becomes part of my routine. It, it changes the way I shoot a ball um, because we're shaped by what we're worship, and we're made to worship God. And that's where the psalm starts off. Um, psalm 115, verse 1 says, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory, because of your love and faithfulness. And the point here is that God deserves all glory. Um, and it, it might be easy for us to hear that and agree and say that's good, but I think it's really hard to actually live that out. I mean, I'll speak for myself, it's really easy to want credit for the things that I do well. Um, and to want people to know about those things that are going well in my life and, and all the things that I've achieved. Um, and it's a lot less exciting to talk about the things that aren't going so well um, or the, the ways that I've, I've messed up in the past. And it reminded me, there's a, a lyric from a song I, that I really like that says, I think my friends only share their struggles in the past tense. And I think that's me. I mean, there have been times where I might, I might even... Um, have you know, confessed some sin that was going on in my life with a friend. And because they're a good friend, later on they, they check in on me and, and they ask how it's going. And I think about it and I think, yeah, I think it's going better than, than when I first told you about it. I mean, there was yesterday, but, but that was just the, the one time. And then later I'm alone and I, I'm not so confident anymore. I'm not so confident that things are actually improving in that. 
And I don't think, I, I wasn't trying to lie to my friend. Um, I wasn't, um, I, I, I genuinely thought that things were going better until I start to, to be alone. And I, I think we have these, these um, self-protective reflexes to make ourselves look better than, than we are, um, to make ourselves look like what we want to be. And, and that's exactly what this psalm is calling us away from. It says, not to us, but to your name, Lord, to your name be the glory. Because that's what we're called to do. That's who we're made to be. And we're given a reason. It says, to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. And so we're talking about the kind of love that died for us. The kind of faithfulness that, that followed through on his promises to a people that could never follow through on their end. And so that's, that's what we want to be shaped into, right? That kind of love and that kind of faithfulness. Uh, but for those who haven't experienced God's love, um, it can be really hard to see that that is true. And even for those of us who have, sometimes it's, it's easy to uh, be moved away from that. And that's, that's where the psalm leads in verse 2. It says, why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. And so the context that the psalm was written in, um, it's talking about Israel is this, this holy nation uh, chosen by God to be his representative to the world. Right? So literally made to worship God, right? And, and these other nations, they're, they're looking at Israel and saying, where is your God? You know, maybe things were going poor for them at the time. And, and they're saying, we have our gods and, and they're blessing us. Where is your God? And it's, this is taunt and... The psalmist here knows the rightful reply that our God is in heaven. You can't see him because he's above everything that you know. The, the, the ends of the earth that you know, the expanse of the universe, he just holds in the palm of his hand. And so you're not sure where he's at because he's, he's above everything you know. He's greater than everything you know. And he does whatever he pleases. And that's not in the sense of this, this, this moving willy-nilly and, and just... Uh, doing whatever he feels like in, in some emotional outburst. But no, he's, he's a loving and faithful God, right? And so when he does what he pleases, it's good. It's, it's good um, to him. It's good for us. And, and that's the kind of God that we have. And so if it's hard to see him, well, the psalmist says that's because he, he, his plans are so much better than anything that we could plan out. And so we actually, he, he turns us around and he, he dishes the taunt right back. Verse 4 goes on to say, But their idols are silver and gold, made by the hands of men. They have mouths, but cannot speak. Eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but cannot hear. Noses, but they cannot smell. They have hands, but cannot feel. Feet, but they cannot walk. Nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them. And so will all who trust in them. And so the author of the psalm, we don't know who it is, but he's really going in here. Uh, he's, not, he's not holding back his punches. He is, he's saying that these, these things that you're bowing down to, these things that you're praying to, these things that you're trusting in and you're hoping in, it's a piece of metal. It might look like it can do something, but it can't. Um, and, and he says, those of you who are, who are praying to these idols... Um, and in this case, it really was usually these, these handcrafted things of, of silver or gold or even wood. Um, it's, it's, like, it's like a child playing with a doll, except at least the child knows that they're playing pretend. 
And, and I want to recognize that, that most of us here, I'm sure, um, probably haven't actually bowed down to a physical idol of silver or gold before. Um, many of us have, have probably not uh, prayed in the name of another god. And, and if you have, I think that gives you a unique perspective on this and, and that can actually help you to really see um, what this is saying. But for those who haven't, we're not off the hook here. Um, we're, we're, not, we're not innocent in this way. Um, I mentioned that, that um, our worship can look a lot of ways, and there's a lot of things that we can be tempted to worship. And so we, we think about it. If you think about the times when trusting God is hard, and, and when things are going poorly, and, and again, you might say that you trust in God, but, but I'm also going to trust in the thing that I can control, and the thing that I have my hands on, the, the thing in front of me, because I know that's worked. I've seen it work in the past, and, and I can actually see it happening, so, so I'm going to trust in that. Um, because it's easier, right? And so maybe, maybe you bow down to the idol of uh, success, of achievement. Um, you're searching for the next degree or the next promotion or whatever milestone it is. And, and, you, and you know that if you just get that, that one thing, that, that, that one day comes, well, then you'll be okay. Then you can be at peace. But then, but then maybe, maybe that day does come, and you get it, and, and it's great for a bit. And then there's just one more thing. And, and you're, just, you're just constantly chasing the next thing because you find it's, it's not coming through on its promises. It's falling short. It's not satisfying. Maybe, maybe you bow down to the idol of, of relationships. Um, you know that... Um, you, 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 maybe you, you want to be married, and you know that, that, that once you find that, that person, that, um, that your life will be so much better because all the, the difficult times, well, they can handle uh, with you, and they can help you through them. But um, I, I'm not married, but, but I think I've, I've heard enough from those who are that there are days when that person is the source of, of the difficulties. And, and what happens then? Or, or maybe, maybe um, it's not a marriage that you're looking for, but you just want to be loved. You want to be, you want to be known by people, and you want to be accepted by them. Um, but it's scary, and, and you feel like you can't actually tell people everything about you because they're not going to accept you if you tell them everything about you. Um, and so you're holding back, and there's always this stress of how much can I um, reveal, how vulnerable can I really be? And, and you become just as tumultuous as you think that relationship is. Maybe you bow down to the idol of security. Um, maybe, it's, maybe it's financial security, and you know that as long as your, your bank account is high enough, then you'll be at peace. Or as long as your retirement savings are on the rise, um, then you're happy. Um, but what happens when an unexpected expense comes in? Um, or <laughs> inflation rises? You know, there's, there's so many things that, that are outside of our control, and we think we have a grasp on it. And... and and, and things go wrong, and it gets, it gets shaky, it gets scary, and, and that security blanket that was keeping us so warm, we're looking at it, and we realize that it's actually full of holes, and the room's just getting colder. And we might look for the next thing, but, but there's just empty promise after empty promise. And I'm not trying to make light of these situations or, or pretend that they, can't, um, they can be painful. And that, that, that's true. When, when we lose things that can be painful. But, but the point is that if we're looking to these things as our, you know, our hope, as our source of the thing that we're trusting in to come through for us, 
pain is what's in store for us. Um, and, and sorrow and, and hurt and, and loss. Because they, they don't have the ability to keep us safe. They don't satisfy. They disappoint over and over and over and over again. And, and even worse, back to verse 8, it said, those who make them will be like them. And so will all who trust in them. And so these things that we're building up with our hands, um, and, and we find that they're just coming through on empty promises, that's what we're becoming like. Um, earlier I said I'm a big fan of the, the NBA, um, and I mentioned that part of my morning routine became checking scores, and I would often be watching games later at night. Not, not the really late games on the West Coast, because that's too late for me, but um, throughout the day I might read an article about you know, my favorite team or player. I might, um, I'm, you know, I'll find people to talk about these things with. And it's not just the NBA. Honestly, I'm a bigger fan of, of football and college. NFL doesn't matter. Um, but I just find myself coming back to it time and time again, and, and maybe, maybe you're like, I, I don't know where you're going with these sports things. Like, that's, that's stupid. Like, that's ridiculous. But, but, but maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's, it's Instagram that you find yourself opening in the morning and at night and, and scrolling through when you have time throughout the day or when something gets boring. Or maybe you're too good for that time waster too. But, but whatever it is you find yourself thinking about, I think we all have these things that we, we're thinking about a lot and we're coming back to, like I said, when we're bored or when we have time. And uh, it just becomes part of our routine I realize it sounds a lot like something we're called to, but with the wrong object. Um, Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4, says this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And isn't that what a lot of us are doing with our phones, right? Like in the morning when we lie down at night, when, or at night when we lie down in the morning when we wake up, uh, when we sit at home, when we walk along the road. And, and again, maybe it's not your phone, but we have these things. We, 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 I, I have, I have uh, a hat of a... YouTuber that I like, and I'm tying it on my forehead in some sense, right? Like, these things that, that we're, we're, we're tempted to worship, and that's wrong, right? That's, that's wicked. It's not wrong to enjoy those things. It's not wrong to have a hat of something that you like. I'm not trying to say that. But, but if, if that's the thing that we're coming to for, for some kind of comfort, um, when, we, when we feel like we need a break from things, and that's the thing that, that we think um, can provide that, that's what God is supposed to be. We should be coming to his word for those things. It's a distortion of what we're made for. Um, so clearly we like to worship something. Um, clearly we like to, to be fixated on something and to be giving it some praise, and that's because we're made to worship God. Um, back to the psalm, it says, verse 9, O house of Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. You who fear him, Trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. This repetition of trust is really important. Um, you might not think of it as a thing you're trusting in, but, but if you're going to something because 
because you're, you're burned out and you need some rest. Um, ultimately, you're trusting it to provide that, that rest you're looking for. Um, but it's, there's, there's bigger things that we're tempted to trust, and we talked about some of them earlier. And, and when you're um, singing the praises of these things in some sense, talking to others about how good they are, um, God is so much better. And that's, that's who we're made to worship. And so we, we need to replace that, that praise that we're giving, these, these, these smaller things, and, 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 and replace that uh, with worship of God, uh, this, this great thing. Um, and, and we can be shaped into him, uh, the loving and faithful God, because we're shaped by what, we're worship, what we worship, and we're made to worship God. Um, backtrack real quick, and then we'll move on from it. O house of Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. May the Lord make you increase, both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so we, we talked about what's in store for us if we trust in idols, um, if we bow down to things that we can make with our hands, things that we can hold in front of us, and, and it's not good. But what's in store for us if we're trusting in God? Is his blessing. Uh, the first thing it says is that he, he is the help of those who trust in him. And, and that's amazing because I think, I think we often, or at least I often think of the helper as someone who's, Maybe uh, a little bit inadequate for the job. Um, maybe the, the kid handing dad a wrench or, or something like that. Or someone who's, who's training. Or um, they, they just, they're not quite as, as, um, as able, maybe. But that's not at all true in, in this, right? Like God is, is offering to be our help. And we can barely help ourselves, so we need it, right? But, but, um, but I think... We need to realize just how great that help is. Because he's the one who sits in heaven and does whatever he pleases. Um, who, who controls everything that we know. And, and orchestrates it for our good. And he's so loving that he cares about the things that he knows are, are ridiculous. Um, he's like the parents checking the closet for monsters. You know there's no monsters in there. But your kid's scared. And, and you care about them, and you don't want them to be, and so you want to make sure that they feel safe. And that's, that's what God does with us, because there's so many things that they, they feel so serious, and they feel so real. They're, they're monsters in the closet. But, but God sees that this is, this is silly, like you have no need to fear this. Like, I'm here. I'll protect you. But, but yes, let me, let me help you to see that you're safe from that, um, because, because he cares about us in, in that way. And he cares about us in the big ways, to uh, the next thing he describes us himself as is our shield. And to be honest with you, I think this is something that is easily lost on me. Um, I've never held like a battle shield before. I've never, I've never been in a sword fight. Um, and so I was trying to think through like what, wh- how can I relate to this? And what I thought of is still not actually a personal experience, but I remembered uh, my, my grandma telling me about when they had to do drills to, take, um, to, to go into bomb shelters. Uh, during like the Cold War era, and, and how scary that was, but, but how 
that, that shelter was a place where even from the, a huge threat, you could feel safer. But the amazing thing about God as our shield is that if you think about what he's protecting us from, if, if he's our bomb shelter, the bomb is his wrath. The wrath that, that we deserve, the, the, the one that we've brought on ourselves. Um, and so he, he takes, he takes that, um, that bomb blast for us. And it wasn't without pain, right? But, but he was able to, to withstand it and rise back from the dead from that. And, and that's amazing. And, and he invites us into his blessing with that and, and to be with him. But uh, we'll get to that. Um, and he says that he, will, he will bless the small and the great alike. And so whether or not you, you've gotten that promotion that you were chasing uh, whether or not you feel like you're worthy of someone's love, he still offers that blessing to whoever trusts in him. That's the, the entry fee, so to speak, is, is just trusting in him. There, there is no fee, right? Because, because his grace is free. Um, and it's offered to everyone who just trusts that that's true, who believes that that's true. Um, and, and we're called to live out as though we believe that's true. Um, it's, it's literally what we're made for. This is um, a couple of times repeated there was this house of Israel and house of Aaron. Israel, once again, was, was this nation chosen by God and so literally made to worship God um, and to show that to the rest of the world. And the house of Aaron, it was the, the tribe of Israel that were the priests. And so they were literally made to, to worship God and to be um, interceding between um, the people and, and God to be... To be um, making that relationship closer. Um, but it's not, it's not just for Israel. We, we are also God's chosen people made to worship him today. Um, and it looks different, right? We were given a new covenant because uh, God saw, and he knew this, but God saw that, that Israel was not faithful on their end of the deal in, in the old covenant. And so he made a new one where he was the only one who had an end of the deal, where he said, I will pay the penalty that you deserve so that you can be with me. Because our God sought us out and he wanted to be with us. And so that's really the blessing that he offers us. It's so much greater than any of the blessings that we could chase after. If you want, if you want um, um, comfort, come to the God of all comfort. If you want security, come be with a God whose kingdom has no death, no pain, no sorrow, not even any darkness. Um, whatever you're looking for, if you're looking for the earthly version, God has a better thing in store for you if you trust in him. Um, he, has, he has these glorious riches. If you, if you want um, success, he, he offers you a place to, to rule over angels. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds pretty amazing, right? And so the, 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 the blessings that God offers are so much better than any of the things that even if they came through on their promises, and so often they don't, but even if they did, the blessings they offer are smaller than what God offers. And so that should lead us to praise him, right? Because we, we naturally, we praise the things that we uh, trust in. It might even just be that you're recommending a mechanic that, that, that you trust. And, and in some sense, you're singing his praises, right? Because you're, you're telling other people about uh, how he's done good work for you and, and that um, uh, they, should, they should trust in that as well. But, but it can be bigger things as well. Uh, I know I, I like to talk about my grandpa, who he, he brought me a lot of things. He, 
he was a source of um, a lot of laughs and a lot of wisdom and knowledge. He was, um, he was very good, and, and, and I love him, and I like, to, I like to talk to people about him because, because you know, I, I could trust him for a lot of these things. We're, we're naturally drawn to, to praise the things that we care about, and we're naturally drawn to care about the things that we can trust um, because they've come through for us. And so praise God, and that's where the, the psalm leads to. Verse 16 says, The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. It is not the dead who praise the Lord, those who go down to silence. It is we who extol the Lord, both now and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Uh, it says, The highest heavens belong to the Lord, and we, we talked about that before. He's, he's above everything, but the earth he has given to man. And in that sense, what it's saying here is that we um, currently are physically separated from God, but he has, he has put us here on earth to worship him. We're made to worship him. He has put us to be stewards of whatever blessings he's given us um, and to show his glory off to the rest of the world. And, and, and so that's what we're, we're here on this earth to do. And... And when we do that, we're given his blessings, and so we can become more like him as well because we're shaped by what we worship, and we're made to worship God. And so we want to be shaped into God, right? That's ultimately what's in store for us. We'll become the loving and faithful people that we want to be. We'll become those without the wickedness that we don't really want to talk about. We'll become those people who are a blessing to other people. And if we, if we instead trust in those other things, we become as, as cold and lifeless, and, and we may look like we can do something, but we can't um, as, as those idols that, that we're trusting in. It says, it's not the dead who praise the Lord, those who go down to silence. Don't be silent. Right? We're called to glorify our God. It's we who extol the Lord both now and forevermore. That's our future, our eternal future. And so you can just get a little piece of that now. And why wouldn't we want that, right? Why, why, would, why would we trade anything else, uh, trade that away for anything else? Um, we, get, we get this opportunity to get a sneak peek of God's blessings and to be changed into someone more like that God that is so loving and that loves us so much. The psalm ends by just saying, praise the Lord, or it might say, hallelujah. It's a, just a translation. Um, because that's what we're made for. And that's how we can get the most joy out of this life even, um, but, but also the most joy um, for eternity to come is by praising our God who is loving and faithful. Let's pray. God, thank you for your love that you show us. Help us to remember all the ways that you've blessed us and to... Um, come back to that and to let it um, draw us to praise you more and to make your name great and to tell others about the, the joy that there is in you and the peace that there is in knowing you and, and the blessings that you offer because, um, because you do offer that, Lord. Help us to trust that always and to not trade that for, for any smaller idol. Lord, help us to remember that today and throughout our lives. Amen.